This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Wednesday, March 4th. So glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us on Morning Breath. Morning Breath is all about getting into the Word. What we do is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time just thinking about it, meditating on it, uh, talking to Jesus, uh, do a morning devotion, and then after the morning devotion, we come down here to the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We got a little studio up here. We get together, I and a co-host, we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Mark Cook. How you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm good, Pastor Dan. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you this morning. Yeah, it's great to be in here. Yeah, Always great. Always fun to do morning breath. Great to be seen, somebody once said. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is fun to do morning breath. Tell folks how they can get involved in doing it. Yeah, we want you to join us. It is a drive-time devotion, so you, you need to be able to read along with us and know what chapter we're going to be in. You can get your morning breath chapter guide on the East Coast app. Go to the podcast button, and you will have access to all of the previous shows uh, for about the past year. You also have access to the chapter list that tells you where we're going to be. You can get that on our website, eccc.us. You can also call the office, 452 452- 1060, and we can email or mail you one. While you're on the app or the website, you can bounce over to our YouTube page. You can uh, check out our sermons um, and just see what's going on at East Coast Christian Center. Absolutely. It'd be a good thing for you to do. You know, we got a couple of other things going on at East Coast Christian Center tonight. We have an incredible service. We call it the Night of Worship. And what we do is we just give the whole night up to, uh, to worshiping God. There'll be uh, just a couple of announcements, a couple of things just to take care of some business, maybe a uh, three to five minute word on worship, and then the rest of the evening we'll spend worshiping God. And so if you are one of those folks that loves getting into worship, it, this is a great night for you to come to church. Yeah, we recommend you come. We also have new classes starting at East Coast Christian yeah. University uh, starting uh, this Thursday. So uh, I guess that would be tomorrow. That that would be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, East Coast uh, Christian University classes, we start a new class every month. And so if you get on the East Coast website, it's uh, actually for the university, it's eccuequipped.com, and you can see what the class schedule is going to be. And then if you can't make it one month, you can sign up for the next month, and uh, you can can either audit or you can uh, pay and and have the class uh, for uh, work toward a degree. Yeah, so audit means you get to go, but you don't need to take the test. Right. And, uh, but, you don't, but you don't get credit for it uh, as far as your credit hours. I was just looking at the schedule online on what chapter we're in next because we're finishing up a book today. Yeah, this is the last chapter. I don't remember looking uh, at what the next chapter is. I'm going to look it up right now while we're on the air and see Luke. We go to Nehemiah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jumping back into the old school. Yeah, going back Old Testament there. Nehemiah, great book. Um, I did a study years and years and years ago, uh, what did I call it, Rebuilding the Walls of the Human Heart, I think, and did parallels between Nehemiah and what he was rebuilding in the city and what he was restoring and what God does when he rebuilds the heart of a, mm. of a man or a woman who receives, you know, receives him as, his, as our Lord and Savior. So there's a lot of great things in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a an incredible book, and I think we can get a lot out of that for today. But 
we got to finish Luke before we do that. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, we want to mention Monster Mash. It's our big men's what? event. Yeah, uh, it's Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. It's like the <laughs> it was old a song. Graveyard <laughs> smash. Yeah. That's coming up. That's going to be on April 18th. Uh, you need to stay tuned to our website uh, for that because that's our big men's event. We have hundreds of guys come out. You, you form teams. Yep. You compete in some really fun challenges. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Yeah, there's a there's it's a man's time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? But you don't have to be like uh, you know Mr. Jimhead. You can you can be couch potato and you can still come out and have a good time. You mean uh, you can have a dad body and come out? You can have out? a dad bod. Well, you know, because there are different things like you know having a strong guy in your team's not a negative, right? But having a smart guy in your team's not a negative. You can't either. be strong and smart. No. Wait a second. That's not what I was saying. But having guys with different capabilities, you know, and different sort of, uh, you know, different sort of thinking, each one. Some are very thinking oriented. Some are very, like, you know, fast and small orienting. Some are big and strong oriented. Some are just, you better have a brain oriented. They all require teamwork. Yeah, they do. And you'll you'll not get done without a team. So, yeah, it's a really cool event. It's a lot of fun, and yeah. there's great prizes. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Some, yeah. It's, it's a time to just go celebrate being a man in the kingdom of God. Yeah, we'll have some monster trucks and stuff like yeah. that there as well, and it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, let's get into it today. How you doing, Nick? Good. Yeah, good. You, you sure you're all right over there? <laughs> yeah. Did I wake you up? No. Oh, okay, I was just checking. All right. His head was bobbing around <laughs> His over there. His head was, he was nodding yeah. a little bit. I think I saw him shaking a little bit over there. <laughs> so we're in Luke 24. I'm going to read New King James. Yeah, I assume too. you are too. 53 verses. Um, Luke doesn't, he, he keeps going with his lengthy chapters <laughs> right to the end. And so uh, I got a break, kind of breaks at 27. So I'm going to read through 27 and let you take it from there. Okay, that sounds good. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again? And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It, It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb. And stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all the things which had happened. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem, and have you not known the things which have happened there in these days? 
And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Verse 28, then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they arose that very hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in breaking of bread. Now, as, he, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nation, beginning, nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Amen. I never thought this thought before. And uh, I'm not entirely—I know that Jesus, after these moments here, there still uh, were—if— if this is the last time he was on earth and he ascended and never was seen again, okay, but it seems to me a week later he was seen. I'm not sure this was like the final ascension. There's some, you know, that could go either way. But here's the thought that I'd never thought of before. 
you know, we always think about all their joy and the incredible moment. Oh, they see he's alive. But what was it like for Jesus to go back to heaven? Mm. Now, I, I don't know. You know, I just, I thought about it from that point of view of uh, what was it like for him to ascend back to the throne, to ascend back into heaven victorious, having redeemed man from, you know, destruction, death, death hell in the grave, uh, defeating Satan. It, You know, it just, a lot of times I only think about me, you know, how this impact me or how how does this make me feel and, you know, how exciting it is for what God did for me. But I just had the thought today, the crazy thought of like, I wonder what that was like for Jesus. You know, wow. I wonder what it was like going back there, not and not not the prideful human emotion or any of that stuff, but but the the joy or maybe satisfaction, maybe the the you know I don't know I don't know what would I it, it's hard for me of course I'm so far from God it's it's not funny on how God thinks or yeah. feels or all that but what was it like for Jesus to return victorious uh, to heaven and having redeemed man from the from the curse of the law yeah. becoming a curse for them and all the fulfillment of scripture and in all that and even the way he relates to these guys you know when they rebuke him i mean they actually uh, when he says, what things went on Jerusalem? How, where have you been? You know, what, well, how come you haven't seen, you know, they kind of snap at him a little bit during that, you know, and he's just like, oh, tell me about it. You know, it's, I don't know. It just, just what it was like for him during that season. It just seemed to me, it just was moving to me this morning to, to think about it from, from his point of view. What was that like? I don't know. I think that's a sweet thought. And uh, it's uh, the challenge of course is, you know, take it even deeper. He he went from living in time to going back and being beyond time. Yes. But if we could think of it in a linear fashion and mm. imagine that, he said in verse 47, you know, go and preach that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in, in my name to all men. Now, what if he went back with anticipation? It had to be part of it. What if he went back anticipating all the souls that were now going to come into the kingdom that couldn't? Uh, have before yeah uh i just that that starts to move me yes that he gets to go up and see now i get to go see now now i've done the work now i get to go see the fruit yes mm. yeah just an incredible uh, just an incredible thought for me other than that you know there's a lot in this chapter and i mean you know you can you can learn that jesus is not a vegan from this chapter <laughs> and, you know he's eating fish and honeycomb and you know there's there's all sorts of things you can learn uh, one of the main things I learned from this chapter, and I, uh, and let me just stop. I felt like before I started that, I wanted to ask you, what stood out to you in this in this chapter, Mark? Well, I was thinking about the 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 road to Emmaus and and that whole experience that those guys had, and you know, having listened to some different teachings on this over the years, I think there's something really interesting in this whole in this whole process, which is they were they were with Jesus, but they didn't recognize him. Mm. Uh, but then they did. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of, you know, what triggered, what took them from going, who is this stranger who doesn't know what happened in town, to 
oh, it's him. And and then he vanishes. And But then now they're so excited, they jump up and they run back, what, like seven miles, I think. They, they, I've heard that. Seven or eight miles, yeah. yeah. LMS is like. They just yeah. walked seven or eight miles. Then they realize it's him. They and jump they up says, and run back. Don't, don't, don't leave. It's late. It's, it's yeah. We've had a hard journey. Wait <laughs> here with us, okay? And now then, all of a sudden they've got the energy yeah, to go. They sprint back. Sprint back another <laughs> eight miles because they've just seen Jesus. So, you know, just the idea that something shifted for them to be with him for all that time, you know, for the hours it would have taken them to, to walk that journey. And then at the last minute, they, they break, he breaks bread and their eyes were opened. And uh, the, the idea that perceiving Jesus requires faith. Mm. Yeah, it does. And, and you, can, you can be, Jesus, you know, is, is seeking to bring all, you know, he, he, his, he is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. His desire is that everyone would come to repentance and to a saving knowledge of him and what he's done. But people don't, but people can walk their whole lives with Jesus and never see him for who he is. And I just feel like there's there's a there's a shift that has to happen. And what so what happened in that process? Well, it says that he he taught them from the scriptures all the things going all the way back to Moses. He expounded in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And what, how does faith come? Well, it comes by hearing and hearing by right. the word of God. I'll tell you. You know, and even even uh, when he told the parable a few chapters back about the the Lazarus and the rich man. And, uh, you know, the rich man said, if, if, if someone rises from the dead and goes and tells them, oh, they'll believe. Him. He'll fix and, him. and Abraham said, no, if they won't believe the written word, neither will they believe the one rises from the dead. And it was the, it was the word of who Jesus is that led to these guys having their eyes open. I just think there's a lot there for us to, to, to understand that Jesus can be standing right next to us, but we might not recognize him if we're not looking at him through the eyes of faith. Absolutely. And, and when you look at all the evidence different people had in these chapters, um, other than the word, and it didn't do it. Yeah. You know, seeing two angels. Uh, these two guys from Emmaus said they saw a vision of angels. They didn't see a vision. The angels were actually there. Mm. See how they'd already diminished oh, that's good. that physical act that, that angels were there talking to, you know, the, the group of women that went with the spices. They, they weren't, it wasn't a vision. They were really there. A vision is something you see, but isn't really happening. Now it's, it's already been reduced to a vision. That's what happens with miraculous things in the earth and why so often all that stuff gets minimized in our lives later on. And I mean, you and I have probably forgotten miraculous things. I know I have forgotten miraculous things that have happened in our lives. They diminish, they, they fade, they, they aren't, you know, eternal in, in nature. They are eternal in, in their seed, but they don't abide like the word of God abides. Yeah. The word of God liveth and abideth Amen. forever. And so all sorts of crazy, cool things happen. I mean, we know from other gospels that Mary Magdalene runs into Jesus, you know, that yeah. she, she's hanging around crying. She's the last to leave the cross. She's the last to leave the tomb. There's some keys there. If you want to spend mm. time with Jesus, she's got that, that desire, strong desire. And, and she had an, you know, interaction with Jesus and went and told people about they wouldn't even believe her. It isn't necessarily, and you know, there's some things in, uh, when you read 
uh, uh, the Gospels and other spots where Jesus did incredible things and people were following him and, and they didn't follow because they believed him. They followed him because of the food. Mm. And then it says that, that when all these people were followers, it said that Jesus knew their hearts because he knew the hearts of all men. Yeah. And the same people who followed him didn't believe in him and ended up only 120 are in the upper room. It isn't, you know, miracles and it isn't signs and wonders that change a man's heart and makes him believe. It's the word of God that changes somebody. And in every one of these cases, it was the word. What's what's crazy to me here is it says, uh, what is it, verse 7, it says, saying, remember, when the angel said to him, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified the third day, shall rise again. And they remembered his words. Mm. You know, the angels didn't do it until the angels shared the word of Christ Good. and reminded them what Jesus said. Then they run back to tell the disciples, hey, he's alive. They didn't believe him, but you know, they run back. So there is no doubt in my mind, Mark, this this powerful effect of what the Word of God does in someone's heart and life because faith does come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I'm not minimizing the the beauty or the excitement or the incredibleness of, of miraculous things that happen. They are incredible and wonderful. We share we share something every week in our services. Something We call it something God did. And we share something every week that God did this or God did that because it is important to know that God is still moving in the earth today. It is important to know that maybe what you need in your life, God has done in someone else's life. Yeah. But it's the word that's going to bring faith absolutely in, into our lives. The, the signs and wonders are going to get your attention. And they're going to show you good. the heart of God. But good. the signs and wonders are not the saving, the, the, the thing that can translate you and transform you into his image. Mm. It's, it's his word, and, and, it's, and it's fixating your eyes on Jesus that transforms us into his image from glory to glory. And so the signs and wonders are amazing, and they are powerful, and they are valid. Um, but they're not the key to salvation. No, they're not. And, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. And there is a contrast in this chapter, too, between the natural and the spiritual. I mean, even with what did I see over here, I think uh, it says, Now when they, uh, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. That was a very spiritual, incredible moment. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they'd seen a spirit had a natural response to it. And so you've got that going on here too. The thing about the word is the word of God is spirit and it's truth. And it can put the spirit into you. Whereas you might have a natural response to something supernatural. When you get the word on the inside of you, it changes the way you perceive things. It changes the way you understand things. Because we understand the world's reformed how? By faith. Mm. You know, that God spoke the world's in existence. How? By faith we understand that. I don't believe that Jesus spoke the world, you know, because it's a scientific thing. Or, you know, we try to convince scientifically uh, about creation. And we, uh, why, why can't we, why can't they see it? Well, we understand the worlds were formed by faith. faith. Amen. And so, you know, knowing that is so, so important. Physical proof didn't do it. You know, um, you know, he showed him his hands and his feet, 
But while they still did not believe, he's, he's appeared in the room. He showed an interface. They still did not believe. And so then he began uh, to speak to them and spoke to them and began to share. And it says, which were written by the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. scripture I mean, can you yeah. imagine Jesus appears in the room? Yeah, I, I don't believe it. Here's the scars. <laughs> Not me. I still don't believe it. And they had to had to go to the word to get it done. It's an incredible, great picture, Mark. Uh, we're actually going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Hit it, Pastor Mark. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, I was thinking about what Paul said. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 17 through 19, it says, If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. 
if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Mm. You know, this chapter in Luke 24 declares the resurrection, and it declares the, the many witnesses uh, of the resurrection. It declares the Word of God and, and confirms it multiple times that Christ was—the was the whole purpose of Scripture from beginning to end was to, was to tell about Christ and what He would do and the finished work that He would complete, wow. and that He is risen from the dead. And, and we don't have to—we are not of all men most pitiable. No, we're not. Because, praise God, He is risen from the dead. And I just want to encourage you today. You know, there's a world out there that, that calls this uh, fool foolishness. You know, the, the, in fact, you know, Paul uh, again said, you know, it, it, it's yeah. to the Greeks foolishness, uh, you know, to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who believe Christ crucified is the hope of salvation. And so I just want to encourage you today. We see a, bo- a chapter here full of witnesses yep. of people who would later lay down their lives yep. to bear truth to this witness that Christ is raised from the dead and there is repentance and remission of sins. Yeah. Praise and God. The whole of the Acts is preaching the resurrection. Yeah. And it's an incredible thing. God bless you guys. He is risen. Amen. Indeed. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.